This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to another episode of Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players uh we've got a week 12 preview episode that we're going to be doing uh we didn't get to react to this and not react but we didn't get to talk about this on the last show because we went on on sunday for anyone who tuned into the live show just want to quickly say our thoughts and prayers for those around the virginia football program obviously terrible terrible situation just want to provide recognition for that uh and you know it's difficult time very difficult circumstance and hopefully that they can move on from it they cancel their game this weekend and it's understandably so but uh tough situation with losing multiple members of that football team and just hoping that things turn around for them soon yeah it's it's really uh, a brutal situation and then i mean it's tough because you have such an outpour from the campus where everyone showed up for the vigil and everybody was just uh, really heart appearing to be heartfelt in their condolences. And you just, you're like, okay, well, that's a really nice gesture. And you just hope that you never have to have that nice of a gesture. Right. You hope it never has to come to that. And it did. And it's just, uh, it's just, it's just bad. And this isn't, this isn't the first time you're hearing two commentators say this is an awful thing by any means. Right. Uh, but it just, um, I, it, it, the the perspective and the details on it, it it's uh it, it's it's not good it, it's just no so, the yeah. the one thing though that just to wrap this and then we'll do the read and then we'll actually get into the show the one thing that we always try to do on the show is we always try to draw parallels from like our time playing division one football and this is the only circumstance where we can't do that and I, all i was thinking about is like i couldn't even imagine being in that locker room like i just couldn't imagine trying to go to class to go to practice the next day knowing that happened to guys that you have been around every single day that you could have been around them that night and it's it's just terrible it's terrible and i'm again hoping that things turn around for them and and things turn go in a right in the right direction for that that virginia program i would have lost it we would have been inconsolable we would have been it's 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 the the at least from the outside perspective the way and the mature it doesn't even need not maturity. The way that the Virginia football team is handling it, yes, uh, is better better men than me. Yeah, better men Absolutely. than me because yeah. it's it's just uh, yeah. I don't know. Better. Absolutely. They're, they're doing they're doing uh, the best they can, and all we right. can root for is that. So we've got um, we've got two games that we're going to preview on today's show. Um, we're going to be talking about USC UCLA. We're going to be talking about the uh, Oregon Utah game. Before we do get to that, Sean, could you just share with our listeners a quick note from Bet Online? Yeah. So I guess I'll start plugging this, even though it goes against a lot of the fibers in my being. But a lot of you frauds out there are going to start talking about the World Cup soon. 
and uh, I, I'm not looking I, forward to I that. Just, I just, I'm like, it's in, it's going to be infringing on the Thanksgiving football for the NFL. It's going to be infringing on college football uh, for that awesome weekend that we have slated. I, but if you like the World Cup and you like soccer, which you don't, but you want to be included uh, because there's a couple uh, uh, handsome people on your timeline that talk about soccer, then go ahead put a put a couple wagers down at BetOnline.ag. I, I right. I guess I don't know. I I might be rooting against the U.S. just so we can all just move past it. Yeah, uh, soccer stinks, and I refuse to watch it. And it also makes me really happy that the the lodging and the situation at that event is terrible. Soccer stinks. It's the yeah. most overrated thing on this planet. Uh, and that's my final thought on that. When I started, when I was working at Sirius, I uh, I was working a lot with soccer, cutting their highlights and post game and stuff like that. So I started to grow a little bit of an appreciation for it, somewhat mm-hmm. in, in a way, because their commentators and their play by play and color commentators are fantastic. And you're like, wow, like these are really good broadcasters. And then since I've been out of that line of work, uh, I have disassociated myself with soccer in a tremendous fashion but if you like soccer and you want to bet on the boys uh, uh repping the red white and blue go ahead head to betonline.ag and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts all right thank you sean so for anyone who is paying attention to the college football landscape the talking point last week was how and we talked about it ad nauseum. I don't know why I keep using that word. We talked about it so much on last week's live stream, live stream at the end of the week, not live string. Holy shit. The Pac-12 is making headlines because they were so competitive this year. They were, and they direction with the outcomes of the games of this past weekend with the Oregon loss with the UCLA loss. And now they're back in the headlines because they're the only two ranked-on-ranked matchups that we have this weekend. None of the other conferences have anything. So we've got UCLA hosting USC, which that there's no road advantage there. You've got Utah going to play Oregon. Starting with USC and UCLA. First of all, the hilarity of the fact that they passed up going to the Rose Bowl to host game day is perfectly fitting. It's apparently a uh, a full crowd, and Sean, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but they stated that it's a full, you know, a, a sold out crowd. I didn't know this that they block off like twenty thousand of the seats with tarps. Did you know that they do this that they don't take the full capacity for UCLA games, so they're not actually sold out? Yeah, a lot of baseball stadiums do this where it's just the top rows. They'll just tarp it on up, and then you're like, oh, well, look at this. We just won't show the top level. Uh, the, the skins here in D- commanders here in DC, they're big time on that where we're just going to show everybody in the lower bowl and they're all having a good time, chopping it up, eating a half smoke. Uh, but you, you look up into this top stands, it's all tarped off. You're like, Oh, well, those are our seats that aren't being used. So, uh, it does not surprise me that a California football stadium is doing this. It doesn't surprise me in the least. And it, it's but UCLA of all school too is doing it. The one that has had trouble filling its stadium that apparently again has a, a massive student section and a sold out crowd. Yeah, California's embarrassing. California football is embarrassing yeah. uh, from the from the everywhere except for those uh, San Francisco. San Francisco fans travel. That's it. San Francisco fans go to the 49ers rather go to the games. And other than that, 
embarrassing up and down. Stanford, when they're good, I guess teams show up or, or fans show up. But when's the last time Stanford's been good and competitive and and really been a decade in it? ago? Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe maybe with one of the McCaffrey teams, right? Maybe maybe that first no, Bryce that, Love team. Uh, I don't even remember how good that Bryce Love team was, but that might have been the most the most recent time. But the other thing I want to just throw in there, I, I will shit on. But I actually kind of root for UCLA. I will shit on USC any opportunity that I have. They have one of the worst uh, stadiums for like a major brand in college football. Like that stadium stinks. The Coliseum stinks. It feels like it felt like when we were going into that Harvard stadium when we played at Harvard, just like a slightly better version of that. It's outdated. It's a dump. You're supposed to be a big national brand. Why don't you have a better stadium? This is just all these hacks that I hear. And one person in my office is like, oh, I have heard I, who had never even been to the Coliseum. Oh, I, I've I've heard only nothing but positive things about the Coliseum. These are the the, the fucking losers that are like, it's 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 a uh, it's a, a a historic stadium. It's just it's just a great environment. It's not. It sucks. It's 2020. If it was built as as long ago as it was, it's outdated. Okay, I I'm not gonna jump on you for your bias because I think that for a long for the longest time I've I've held uh, a lot of uh, uh, contempt for the stadium in new, in new orleans the superdome i i used to i i didn't like that both atlanta and uh and uh, uh the super superdome both shared mercedes so i'm glad that they're now the little caesars uh superdome so i i, I, I understand really? I know that i understand the the disliking of a rival's stadium so i'm not gonna i'm I'm not going to be a hypocrite here and knock you even though it's uh it's a very thinly veiled rationale that you've just provided us yeah, I don't really care, and everyone can eat it. Um, eat it. This, this game specifically, yeah, whatever you want. You can <laughs> my ass, whatever you want to eat. Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> this game, getting into the weeds of it. I think if UCLA had not lost to Arizona, I would sit here and I'd be staking my claim in why UCLA is going to win this football game. And I saw some some guy in the LA Times, I forget who, I think it was Plaschke, who wrote an article saying, providing his argument for why UCLA was going to win this week. I can't sit here and make that argument after seeing the results that they put on the field against Arizona. Yeah. One of the worst teams in the Pac-12. And that, to me, is 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 the main takeaway here as important as this rivalry is as apparently as heated as it is when these teams are both really really good i can't put my chips in on a team that is coming off of a hangover loss because you were looking too far ahead at the next team usc is going to win this game as much as i hate them as much as i detest them they're in the much better positioning they have the momentum it is hard to turn around after a bad loss and you and i know that perfectly from a number of them that we suffered Oof. in college especially that one winning year that we had that we should have made the playoffs bad losses will completely derail your season yeah yeah they will uh and this uh usc team here's the thing somehow usc's biggest rival it is just going to help them make the playoff if they went out. Somehow Notre Dame being ranked and keep it going. Let's keep the let's keep the trend moving. Move them up to fourteen maybe next week. Who but, cares? But, but and then Sean, we'll, the only thing I don't mean to cut you off. Uh -huh. You're over. You're 
you're being way too confident about Notre Dame beating Boston College this weekend, which I don't have any faith that they're going to. I have you're a liar. You're doing the bit. No, they've done this. They they do this every goddamn year. They suddenly every it doesn't matter what the record was at the beginning of the year. Put Boston, your glasses back on. Why Boston, you, why are you Boston like College has notoriously <laughs> been the one team that has fucked so many things up for Notre Dame. So that's all I have to say. But continue. Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, USC is going to be playing very inspired football here because they're on the bubble of making it. They truly are. Uh, and they know that if they beat UCLA, uh, then they can, uh, if they are looking at this schedule, they know they can win and win, 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 win. And no matter what UCLA ranked, it, it doesn't matter because Notre Dame just dropped two to two very, very bad teams. Right. But now we're saying we can help ourselves. We can get help and then we could stomp out Notre Dame and then, Maybe our resume is better. We can get some more help. We can get some more teams coming through here. A couple SEC, maybe an SEC team takes a, a, a shocker trap loss. Maybe TCU gets their first loss. They won't make it with one loss. They just won't. Uh, so this USC team, I think, is going to roll uh, versus UCLA. I don't think. Uh, is there a home field advantage in either of these? No, it doesn't. Is it? So the one thing that I was just quickly looking up while you were you were sharing a really good argument here. First of all, again, you made the really good point is that USC has something that they're playing for. Like oh, this is you. this is very important, and they're going to be very inspired. And as much as people would love to use the argument, oh, UCLA wants to play spoiler to their rival, but I, I don't think you're discounting the importance of this game and their possibility of making the playoff. But the one thing I was thinking about in my head while you were saying that. Mm -hmm is how this isn't like when Alabama traveled to play LSU or when Alabama traveled to play Tennessee, where the home field very clearly took over the game. The crowd took over the game. Yes. You know the irony of this game and, and, and it being played in the Rose Bowl? USC is closer by 10 minutes to the Rose Bowl than UCLA is because Westwood's all the way by the water. And I wanted to double check before I made that statement. You got to come all the way from, from Westwood compared to downtown uh, Los Angeles to just uh. go straight up to Pasadena. That That's the, the hilarity of it. And there's a reason why no one talks about or ever yeah, you got to has, take the 405 and then you got to get, yeah, you got to merge and do all that. Uh, they might be the, it might be the 10. I don't, I, I've made that right. trip before, but um. <laughs> <laughs> ah, roads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should, stay tuned. We're going to start talking about cables soon. <laughs> should, should that just be our argument for any game? Is whoever has the best sounding highway that they have to get on to to, to travel is the here's is the, the advantage. Here's the problem: is that California they say the before the road, yeah. and this is not like a a new thing that I've just discovered or, or listeners have discovered, but that might be unique enough to give them an edge, just because no one else does that. Yeah, but they're playing I, each other. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying in general for rating roads and highway systems and how, oh, they're, how yes. they're named. Like some people be annoyed by that. But I'm like, oh, you kind of got your own thing. Like New York is saying standing online instead of in line. I'm in line. I'm online. It, it's, it's a little bit of a bit. I, I still prefer the 95s out here uh, east. I like four. 495 sounds great. 395, 295, I-95, Route 1 South, all that stuff is pretty great. Like you, you know a lot of roads. This guy knows a lot of oh, roads. I know a lot of roads. <laughs> I'll go up 66 but, East and not the not the big Route 66, but you know. The, like the only reason why we we it the only reason why it's called the is because you waste so much time on the goddamn thing, but that's a, a separate issue. My main point here, there's no home field advantage. It's probably no. gonna be a split crowd. There might even be more USC people in the crowd of this game because 
a lot of USC people that get high-end jobs uh, in Los Angeles live in Pasadena. They live in the Valley, and they can probably commute and get to this game easier than any student can from UCLA. Mm. I'm liking this uh, this California talk, this insight that I'm getting from my California expert right now. Yeah, I'm not an expert. Uh, I, I Some jackass is going to just come in the comments and be like, well, actually, um, but... <laughs> There's a marathon going on that day, so USC is going to have to take a, a different route, and then uh, it, it, they're going to get there at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure. Whatever. USC playing for something, and if you're playing for something in college, then you can inspire some 22-year-olds to go out there and play a little bit harder. Right, and if we're actually talking about what's happening on the field here, um, I understand that USC has a bit of a suspect secondary, which I've I've talked about before, and Dorian Thompson Robinson has been one of the best quarterbacks in the country and Charbonnet has produced just so many good games on the ground. And I, yeah. I think you need DTR to step up. Like you almost in a way need to outduel Caleb Williams. If the production that they allowed to Arizona's quarterback, and I'm blanking on his name, if Caleb Williams oh. gets that hot that early as Arizona's offense did and their quarterback did, they're done. Game's over. Yeah, Jaden Delora. There's that's who it is. Yeah, such yeah. a nothing name. He went for he went for three eighty and three touchdowns versus the, USC. He just got they got dogged by the most nobody quarterback in in college football. Yeah, and, was it? Which team is going to overthink Zach Charbonnet? By the way, in the draft, who's going to overthink him? Uh, Ryan Roberts hates him. Right, I was high on him. I was really high on How him. How is that Ryan, even possible? Well, he's like, oh, he's, you know, he's kind of stiff and he's not that explosive. And I'm like, but he's, his other argument is like for a big back, he's not that downhill. But like, I mean, the guy's got like a good gear for how big he is. I, I'm happy with Tyler Algier in Atlanta, but Zach Charbonnet seems like a a better Tyler Algier. And that kind of gets me fired up. So if we're talking about stiffness, we're talking about how people run and Mm. how uh, uh, Charbonnet is, is a dude. Okay. So that that's an odd take from somebody who I respect. All right, Sean, let's talk about this other game that we have here going on in the PAC 12 and all these games this weekend are really important for who's going to be playing in the PAC 12 championship game. There are no longer divisions. It is the top two teams. So likely the winner, if USC wins, I don't know the, the, the total mathematics of this, but the winner of this game is going to slot in for the PAC 12 championship. Like this is going to have Serious implications on who plays in the game. It is an advantage that they're playing at Oregon, and we know that the impacts of playing at Autzen Stadium. But there's one thing that I am very hung up on. Is Bo Nix healthy? He went out for a series against Washington. He seemingly looked a little off at the end of the game, and we know the issues with Ty Thompson. They also have injuries that they're dealing with on their offensive line. So injuries might be what keeps Oregon from winning this football game. Why is everyone in the Pac-12 red? Why? I'm trying to go through this Utah schedule here. Every logo in the Pac-12 is red. Stanford, Utah, Arizona, Washington State, USC, Oregon State, Orange, Arizona State, red. Ugh. It's bad God. colors. Yeah. No, I mean, it's fine, but geez. Enough of the parody. Um, yeah. I thought that Bo Nix was like hopping ready to get back in the game uh, in the in his previous game. 
uh, to go and and maybe uh, score a late touchdown to win it, but that obviously did not happen. Uh, so Oregon last week looked like a, a shell of themselves losing to Washington, and it's like, okay, you made me look like a jerk for believing in you. I look like a jerk now. That's okay. We, we move past it. But now they have to go up against notorious frauds in Utah. Uh, and I, I don't like this Utah team. I, I don't like uh, how I can't predict them. I don't like that they have some gritty wins and some very questionable losses, but that's college football. I get it. I'm, I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm going to say Bonix plays just on speculation. Uh, and I'm going to say Oregon returns to their or, or Utah returns to their fraud selves. I, ha- I have to go with that. I can't overthink this or else it's going to be uh, frustrating because then you start rooting for Utah. And then mm-hmm. how do you do that? Right. This game, it, it, I don't want to lean on the facts of the Oregon loss too much because they had a very difficult circumstance of multiple bad injuries popped up at the end of the game when they needed guys to step up, especially Bo Nicks. like that, that stuff is, is so detrimental to a game that you're in at the very end. And it's a really tight, close battle. I lean Utah in this one, Sean, mm. because of one, assuming that Bo Nicks isn't fully healthy and he's dealing with some type of a nagging injury. But the other thing too, we watched already what Utah did to USC secondary, which is equally as bad, in my opinion, is Oregon's secondary and their pass defense. Dalton Kincaid, their yeah, tight end man, off. is a dude. Like he is a monster, and he is one of the most unguardable players in the Pac-12. I don't see anybody on Oregon's defense that can cover him. I think Cam Rising, assuming that he's not dealing with any nagging issues, this is going to be a winnable game for Utah. Uh, there's just a lot of things that are working in the opposite direction of Oregon. The big, big main thing is the injuries. Injuries in college football will take you out of football games, and that's that's the case here. Yeah, the uh, Oregonian stating that Ryan Walk and Alex Forsyth on the offensive line, they're yes. unclear to be uh, playing in this game, and you have brought it to my attention that this Oregon offensive line is uh, pretty solid when, when all healthy, and they're able to uh, provide Bo Nick some time, and they can open up the run game, uh, and then it, it's – I don't know. I mean, it's a tight end. You can scheme for a tight end, can't you? At least a college tight end. But maybe not. Maybe Dalton Kincaid. Scheme to cover or or scheme cover uh, offensively. I I guess, but USC couldn't figure out how to do it. Just leave the lights. We don't don't just whatever. I don't know just why happened. it just turned off. Yeah. I got four thing. I got four things routed into this uh, into this USB dongle. To the point, though. You're talking about with the tight ends. USC couldn't stop him. And I think this could be another one of those games where he he pops off. Doesn't Oregon have some dudes in the back uh, in the secondary? Or was that just last year? That was last, just last year. year. Yeah. Verone McKinley was one of those guys. They had a bunch of dudes. Uh, and yes, just, yes, yes. This year that they've been so suspect and they gave up so many yards and so many big plays to Michael Penix. Michael Penis Jr., as we like to talk about him on this. No, that's what you program. call him because uh, you have no discipline. <laughs> no, his someone someone like misquoted him and said that that was his name. I forget what it was. I'm gonna look it up after the show. I'm but sure that's a productive use of your time. It, it is a productive use of my time, and I've got people like calling me with more important things that I have to now uh, I have to now figure out. Um, but to that point, Sean. Um, I, I've just they've given up a lot of big big plays, big plays. 
I, but Oregon, as much as I, I'm down on them, they make a lot of big plays. We saw it in the Washington State game. We saw it. We said we we saw them turn it on, and they started making big plays. I'm not going. I'm not going to lean Utah. I will not. I refuse. I refuse to lean Utah. For I what refuse. Reasoning? For what reasoning? They stink. What? That there's no there's no evidence behind that. I get yes, that Florida is. loss is 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 disappointing, and they also lost yes. to UCLA. Both disappointing. They stink. Overall, the the Pac-12 has been a little bit hard to predict because of everyone just beating up on each other. All these top teams beating up on each other. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like the SC, how the SEC has been operating this year. Right. Four teams just just punching each other in the face until one bows out. Right. Um, Sean, I think it's going to wrap us up on at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Hack City on YouTube. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. We will be back with more. We'll be doing our live stream on Sunday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.